Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, hello. Hello, lovely listeners. As you can tell, we have a lot of energy today. It is a beautiful day and we have taken some wakey-wakey gummies that I'm meant to do (laughs) with your energy. (laughs) Please don't read into that. No, no, no. They are are like normal gummies, not illegal gummies, but I'm not going to try and dig myself a hole. That was a good save. Yeah. Well, anyways, I can't believe that this is episode 33, just like your age, Penny. Wow. Thank you. You're so kind. (laughs) You definitely aged me up. Um, No, Penny had a birthday and we... We said it was 30 plus GST and then we realised that was 33. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's, I'm only 28, so Yeah, it's fine. you're actually 28, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Um, but this week <laughs> has been just such a big week for us. I, On my end, I feel like things are finally starting to stabilise. I know I spoke a lot in the past episodes about just trying to get my groove back mm-hmm. and setting up all my systems and all of that stuff and I feel like I finally got my notion sorted. I am so excited. I am like... Oh, I need, we need a separate journey, like of you recording like your notion, like leveling up. Because oh. for me, I'm I'm not there yet, but I love that you are. No, no, no. But now me. that I've got the templates, they're all yours, baby. They are all yours. And really, really fun thing coming for everybody here is that we are redoing our website. And I am telling you right now, I when this website gets launched, I may shed a tear. It is so beautiful and I'm so excited and it's going to have all the things that we wanted, like all the resources. We're going to be able to build on it and I'm just, yeah. I'm, I we're excited. Can you tell to, I'm excited. We're <laughs> excited to not have a singular webpage we come to. I know. And um, for it to be a little bit more engaging. Penny, what is this episode about today? Okay, so today we're talking about negotiation techniques, specifically the three negotiation techniques to get what you want on your terms. Now, don't we all want that? Oh, I think that's the most important thing. It's not just get what you want, it's get what you want on your terms. I think it's, you know, you can always find a way to get what you want, but sometimes you've got to give up stuff that you're not necessarily wanting to give up. So this is giving you power. We want to give you guys power and teach some techniques that you may have already used, you may have heard of, but I can guarantee you some of them um, might be a little bit different to what you're used to. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> they've got a Wibs flavour to it, which we Absolutely, love. absolutely. But I think before we get into the episode, I know particularly for a lot of women in business, this is something that can be challenging for us. And it's I don't want to stereotype, but I do feel like women do uh, – they do have it harder in some ways than men when it ter- when it comes to being able to have the forum to even be able to start negotiating, to be able to have those conversations, to be able to get what they want. And so what we're hoping with this episode today is that it really does empower you and, and gives you a set of tools, not just tools that you read off Google, but tools that we've actually no, used in yeah. our daily life. We don't Google these tips, by the way, ever. Like I, we stay away from Google because like you can find that yourself. You guys all know how to use Google. You listen to us for something different. We do. We do research. Let's just put it there. We research, yeah. but we give our own advice yeah. based on our own experience. Absolutely. Oh, look, these are these are proven track record stuff that we've done. Mm-hmm. You can't Google has Natasha ever negotiated. So, <laughs> that's that, that's. Well, that you could try. It. You, you could try. try. Good luck. So the first the first thing that we wanted to kind of chat about was like understanding the basics of it. Like, so what what. Okay, negotiation. Yeah, cool. What does that mean? So the fundamental principles of negotiation include, you know, preparation, communication, and sometimes compromise. Yes, 
we have spoken about how it's get what you want on your terms, but sometimes there's got to be stuff that you're willing to move about. Yeah, I don't, and I also don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, there is a such thing as a happy medium. Like you can get to a place where, you know, both parties are happy when it comes yeah. to negotiation. And I think that's the end goal of it because as much as like I would love to be, you know, like a bulldozer and be able to get absolutely everything I want, steamroll everybody else's opinions, life really doesn't work like that and it's pretty shitty for your relationships as well. So this is a way to be able to get it where you feel like everyone's getting a win-win and maybe you're even getting a little bit more for yourself out of it. But absolutely you know, let's kick off let's let's yeah, talk well, about look, it look, an example of negotiations just so you know like scenarios where you could use these would be it can be anything from like salary negotiations business deals even personal conflicts and I know that feels a bit icky but it's true there's there are sometimes personal things that come up that you're going to have to use these negotiation sorry mm. techniques to do to get what you want like there's always going to be negotiation will play in your life so that's why it's really really important now <laughs> the first technique is named, coined, trademarked, not yet, but one day, is too hard, too fast, always. <laughs> tell, us, <laughs> tell us about it. Coming from the queen of it, let's go. Okay, so hear me out. With these kind of things, ego is best left at the door. Uh, and if you really want a certain deal or an outcome, just be upfront, admitting it and being upfront is important. What I mean by that. So let's go into a too hard, too fast negotiation example. So if I had a client in mind that I really, really wanted, let's say um, I've been looking at Booktopia a bit. So looking at you guys, I've got my eyes on you. The way I would use this too hard, too fast approach would be step one, find the person who is the most important person to chat to. So who's that person that's going to help you get what you need? In this situation, it would be like the marketing manager. Too hard, too fast approach would be find them on LinkedIn, friend them and start replying or um, supporting their posts that they've done and start kind of building a little bit of um, that, you know, support system from that and start being like your, your names just slowly starts popping up. They're like, oh, who's this person? Who's this person? Step two, research and focus on the services and value that you're going to be adding to them. So if they've already got, say, for example, I'm going to be selling them an email marketing package, right? If they've already got a huge team specializing in email marketing, perhaps that's not the, the one that I should be aiming for. But if they've got a marketing manager and you're subscribed to their list and you subscribe to their list, you work out, you know, what they're doing, what they're not doing and try and find the gaps there, mm -hmm. that's going to be really, really important. Step three would then be to send them through your suggestions. Now, you might be thinking, okay, cool, send them through your suggestions. How is that too hard, too fast? Well, in this situation, I would suggest to send them a mock-up of what the email would look like. So say you're going to, you're asking them to do their email flow. So email flows are the automated flows that a business sends, say in a batting cart flow. How you would approach this in a too hard, too fast way would be then sending them through that first email. You've already done it for them. Do the email for them so that they know what they're going to get. Show them how you would improve that first email. You've already got access to it because you need to sign up to their abandoned cart. You have already seen it. So you're going to be able to show them front straight away how you're going to improve that. Now, this probably feels like a lot of upfront work, right? But this, when you actually think about how long proposals and tenders can be sometimes, this can, in most cases, bypass that. We did it a lot when growing Snacks with Bites. So what we would do is we would go to the um, office manager and we would do it a lot in that situation. So it just means that you're probably not, 
you're actually going to cut out a lot of time in the future. We would send them a lot of like our too hard, too fast approaches would be like we'd send them the snack box because that was part of our um, a way to get people in. But then like if they had a dog or something, we would include a little like dog treat in it mm-hmm. and just be like, you know, this is for Yeah, it's clever. Banjo. I think it gives you an opportunity to be able to kind of win someone over from the get-go with by showing that you give a shit essentially. I mean – Another great example of something like this would be, say, for example, you're, um, you've are you applied for a job and they've asked you to do a task. Like, I'll give you an example of when I started at Hampton You're Pride. a queen of this. You must go over the top. You must go overboard. That is my, <laughs> like, motto with this. So essentially started at Hampton with Bite or um, I got asked to, if I could complete a task to do, a, I think it was a strategy of, like, a digital marketing strategy or it, something like that. It wasn't that. even that deep. It was literally just like, hey, Penny, what would you do if you were in this role? Like yeah. seriously, it was so. Like, yeah. And you know what though? Something can be as, as small or as big as you want to make it. And I think it, for the argument for going too hard too fast is the way that we get what you want. I wanted to get that job. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to get that job. Okay. So I thought to myself, I'm going to blow them away. I'm going to put together this pitch deck. It's going to be going into the minutiae detail. I want to show them that I can create. I can show them I can design. I can show them that I give a shit about this company and that I really, really want to get this. So by investing that time up front, the too hard, too fast technique is about investing the time up front so you can get what you want in the long run. Absolutely. And you did that. I remember it was like this huge presentation, but it was incredible. Like it did blow us away. I was like, whoa. And it saves you time because you could then go and apply to another 20 jobs and not get, you know what I mean? Like in the long run, yes, it's a lot of upfront, but you will save yourself time in the, in like when you look back on it now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really cool. And you know what? I like the practical, real advice of the too hard, too fast technique playing out. Always. Um, the next technique would be to push the win-win model. So when trying to negotiate, I will say this as bluntly as I can. People don't care about how it's going to affect you. They care about how it's going to affect them. Yeah, they don't mean it in a bad way. I think it's just human nature. Like, look, you want to say that you give a shit about other people. And I'm sure you do to an extent. But the reality of it is, particularly in a negotiation situation, people want to know what's in it for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to negotiate that type of win-win model. Um, I think like, I'll I'll give you an example of this at Snacks with Bite again, because again, that's the one where we had to probably use the most of these techniques when building a business. And we used it in our email. Um, so when we, when we were t- chatting to these office managers that I spoke about earlier, so office managers was our target market. So what we would do is um, we would send them, you know, when we're in the proposal part, like we're going through tenders and working out, you know, um, how to get this across the line. So what we would do is we would come up with letters that they can send their boss. So we would say, okay, um, we've already done this for you. You need approval from your boss. Amazing. What's their name? What are they like? What are they not like? What what what's what what are the object like? What what's the reason why they'd say no? Like, and we'd come up with a letter for them to send to their boss for approval. Reason for that is we showed them that we were on their team and mm-hmm. we're passionate about supporting them. It wasn't just like a you know, accept this, let's go, okay, we've got the deal. I wanted them to know, no, 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 this is a long-term thing. We're, this, yeah. um, Sorry, Saxes Bite, with Bite, sorry, was an office subscription service. So this was something that I needed to, you know, really show them that this is an ongoing support that they're going to get. Yeah, and I think it just shows them the opportunity to be like, okay, this is how this situation can work for you. Mm-hmm. And like obviously they know that you're getting something out of it, but this is what you're going to get out of it. And I think by being able to kind of 
use that as a strategy. It is a great tactic in negotiating to be able to get what you want because you've taken the time and the effort to think about what does it look like on the other side of things? Mm -hmm. How can we then better support the person I'm trying to negotiate with to be able to then get exactly what I want? Definitely. And Pen, what about uh, when I was thinking about the win-win, I couldn't not think about that time. We, you know, like everybody, straight out of COVID, you know, budgets when it came to entertainment probably weren't as high for all the businesses as they once were. You know, mm-hmm. people were a bit worried. We were, we were worried about how do we how do we make our staff happy? Like what do we do to motivate staff and without budgets? Okay, so this is a bit of an interesting one. So one time we did go too hard on the budget. We had everything, um, I guess it was like maybe close to end of financial year time and we really wanted to like treat and reward our staff. So we're in the situation where we wanted to treat and reward our staff. I was also in the like the process of planning out our Christmas, our product range. So we were looking for new suppliers to get on board. What I did was... In this circumstance, I was thinking about, okay, how can I fund like a a really great staff party with a minimal budget and also then find a way to be able to get snacks and and sort of um, start to look at new products that we could supply for our business at the time. So what we did was we approached these amazing newer kind of smaller brands and we said to them, hey, we're looking to be able to add in some new products into our age. We're, we're being able to flesh out our, our brand development and look at our, our new product development in a different kind of way. We'd love to be able to trial your brand. We actually have this event coming up for our staff. Are you interested in uh, providing product to us to be able to kind of create this event for them? And in the process, can we have create an experience where we get to trial the products in real time, not let them know that this is the thing that's happening, get them to get honest, real feedback so then we can decide whether or not we want to put these products into our range. And that was a huge win-win for us because we saved on budget. I saved on time. I let them know that they're going to be having real feedback from real consumers and also from people who potentially be suppliers of their product. It was crazy. It was a really big win-win for all of you, the staff, for you and for the suppliers. Um, So, yeah, I think it's really important to just really push that win-win model and there's always ways that you can find, like there's always a win-win for both. It's just about digging it up and the importance of digging it up. And speaking of how you manage the win-win, I think a big part of negotiation tactics is our technique number three, which is objection handling. So when we think about objection handling, it's basically thinking about every reason why a customer or a partner or a person wouldn't want to go for your service or you as a, as a successful applicant in a role, whatever it might be, whatever you're trying to negotiate every reason they wouldn't go for you and thinking about the counter argument to that. And having that prepared. I think it's really important to have, you know, all the reasons why not ready to go so that you're ready with that counter, that objection handling, the ability to be like, "Mm, no, well, I've already thought of that. And almost like, be like, okay, I understand. Even like what you said before going for a job, like, it's like, oh, um, I don't think this, you've got it and you've got it ready. It just shows that you've got that foresight and the ability to look at it. I think in ret- in regards to a business, you know, when I think about any personal experiences with it, I, I think back to, again, with Snacks with Bite, when we were looking at a business, we were looking at putting snacks into the business and we were so close to the end of the deal. This was going to be a big deal for us, one of the biggest deals that we had done for subscription. And I was talking and I was like, okay, I'm going to get on the phone to this guy and I'm just going to see what's up, like what's, what's going on. And I remember before that I had looked into like, okay, well, what, what are going to be the issues? What are the, you know, what... What were the biggest things? And I know this sounds so silly, but the biggest issue 
the biggest issue between us and our competitor was our snack stand. They didn't like it. They didn't think that it was nice. They didn't like the way that it was um, that it looked on the desk. They wanted something different, right? Okay. So I got a phone call with him and I was like, all right, here we go. And I was like, okay, so so we're looking at different snack stands and I started bringing up like all these like Ikea and um, like came up once and I was like, look, uh, you tell me what your ideal one looks like. If I was to go get it from Ikea and, or I was going to go get it from like a, anywhere else and I was going to get you like a flat back and we'll get it all done for you, all put in, all looking as beautiful as you want it to be, would that work? And he was like, whoa, I didn't even think of that. He's like, you do that. I'm like, yeah, of course we will. I'm like, that's fine. When you think about it, when you think about what that would be, I didn't tell him it was Ikea at the time, but I just said we would have like a new built whatever snack stand. They went for it. It all went well. And it was because I had that prepared. I knew that that was their biggest issue. So I was like, I'm happy to go spend, I don't know, whatever it was, 200 bucks for this huge ongoing order. And all they wanted was something a little bit prettier. But being able to know that that's what they wanted before I walked in there was so powerful. Because yeah. I was able to kind of tailor that conversation and work within my means. Yeah, that, that's so. that's such a cool example of how you can look at putting together an argument for objection handling and I think what I really like about this is it gives you a chance to really audit and consider your service your product offering your business or you as a person it's like think about all of the reasons of of the no and turn them into a why that's essentially what it is you're yeah. getting your like your inner lawyer on your inner L woods if you will and I think that that's cool because when you're doing that you're also better able to understand your vulnerabilities both in business or even yourself in terms of personal or professional development you think about your gaps you think about what you need to kind of work on and improve on it leaves you less open to vulnerabilities absolutely and that's the whole point of all of these negotiation techniques it's like there are so many times when you don't have control over a situation but being able to kind of learn these little tools that you can use any part of the business whether you're in marketing, software, whatever you do, if you need to negotiate, I really hope that you guys can take these techniques um, and please send any other ones through. Like I'm always, I, I try and read so many books on this stuff, but I've also got a very short attention span. So I started and then I don't really end them. (laughs) Or you know what is a cool idea? Send through your negotiation scenarios. Like if you're trying to, you know, get a pay rise or if you're trying to win over a pitch in a business if you're looking for a way or uh, I guess another two people to vet this idea send them through to us we'd love to see them we're always open to kind of being able to help where we can absolutely and maybe we can talk about it on another episode thank you so much for listening please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week bye bye